Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Hey everyone, I have a very exciting show for you today, a special guest. We have someone who has just recently secured their first rental property. So we're going to dig in, figure out what it is, where it's at, how we got comfortable, how we pulled the trigger. So let's welcome Brian Peterson to the show. How you doing, Brian? Great. Great. Doing well. Good to be here. Thanks, man. Thank you again for doing this. Why don't you just introduce the audience to who is Brian, you know, where you are in the country, what do you do for the, you know, uh, a day job? And maybe a little bit about, you know, why real estate? Sure. So I am based in San Diego, California. Got two kids under two, Mm. living the quarantine life. (laughs) That's been a big adjustment. Um, I work in sales and in the kind of in the tech industry, small, small tech company. And yeah, so about 18 months ago, I stumbled into this uh, idea of financial independence mm-hmm. and really, really caught a hold of me. We started to like consume as much as we could of different books and information on that. And along that process, we obviously tightened up a lot of our finances. We started saving about 50% of our income. Wow. And the whole point of financial independence is you've got to put that money to work and it's got to work for you and hopefully yeah. work harder than you're working in your day job. So that's kind of where, where we're coming from. Um, I had no real financial literacy background. So I started, you know, in the kiddie pool, trying to learn what a high yield savings account is, Mm -hmm. um, moved up to index funds, uh, started to learn about, you know, Hey, can I lend money that I've saved and make interest on that? And real estate was this thing I always knew existed, but that was the thing that intimidated me the most. Ah. Um, And so as I was learning more, I thought, you know, I should probably give this a try Um, and started that journey and found your book about, I don't know, probably two and a half, three months ago, which is um, right when I was ready to pull the trigger and just like just started to begin the escrow process of my first property. Oh, very cool. So I'm curious, I'm always curious how people find the book, right? Because I'm just a self-published person. What, did it just show up in your Amazon feed or were you just scrolling through or how does one find it? I have no idea. Yeah. So for me, uh, I was talking to my father-in-law about all this money stuff and he said, oh, hey, I know a guy who's buying properties in Boise and Indiana and all these places. You want to you talk to him? Some guy here in San Diego. Okay. I was like, yeah, let's do it. So I, I, I met with this guy, had coffee with him, and he said, hey, you got to read this book, One Rental at a Time. Oh. So that's, how, that's how I found it. Wow. The network is growing. So, okay, that's very cool. Yeah. Uh, whoever that is, I got to send him a thank you card. That's pretty cool. All right. So you find the book. You uh, probably devour it in a couple of days, right? It's not a long read. And yep. uh, yeah, what'd you, what'd you think? Uh, it was really eye-opening. And I think the the biggest message that I took away, I felt like, I felt like the book was kind of written for me, uh, somebody who works a full-time job and it's, you know, a, a pretty good income to where I can save some of that money and put it to work. So, um, and I didn't have, you know, a, I, I wasn't looking for another full-time job. Yeah. So I wasn't looking to 
become, I don't know, a, a flipper and right. start a new business in real estate. So it, it resonated with me. And I liked that the bar was set realistically. Like I didn't need to jump into like a 60 unit yeah. syndication, enter all the buzzwords and <laughs> it's just too overwhelming. So right. I liked that it was, Hey, get one, yeah. get four and see if you like it. There you and go. So that, that's, that's the message that resonated with me. And that's, that's what I'm doing. Awesome. That's that. Frankly, that's what I hope people take, right? It's, it's, it's just our story. It's not really even a how-to book, although there are some things, you know, do's and don'ts in the second half, but yeah, it's, you know, Hey, reduce your expenses, right? Live below your means, sacrifice. It takes some time, right? It talks about our 15 year journey, right? So it's not an overnight mm -hmm. success. And yeah, there's nothing wrong with getting one and there's nothing wrong with getting four. Those are great goals. So, um, I'm glad that came through. That, that means a lot. And you said we a couple of times. So let's, let's make sure we, we include the significant other. Uh, she, she is on board with this and right in sync. With yeah, we're, we're, we're both holding on for dear life. <laughs> <laughs> Hoping for the best. It, we, it freaks us out a little bit. I mean, it's, it's such a big risk for us to, okay. you know, it, it takes a long time to save money. And, yeah. and then you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to put it in this thing. And, you know, richest man of Babylon, one of the first books I read yeah. to, in financial literacy says invest in things that you know and understand. Right. And so I'm, I, I realized that I was the, the greatest liability in this deal. Mm -hmm. And so I, there's just a lot that we're, we're trying to learn and, and you got to take a risk though. There so we're go. in it together. That's we awesome. celebrated together. After nice. we closed the first one. That's a big deal. You got to have those memories. I screwed that all yeah. up as I highlight. And we're doing it again. So there we're going to go. keep going. All right. So, uh, so you, you, you find real estate, you find the book a few months ago. Uh, how do you decide? Because again, you need to build confidence, right? That's the thing you're probably lacking at this point. Confidence in yourself, confidence in a market. Um, how did you do that, right? Did, did you just, did you stumble across the course, you know, learn your market, all that stuff? How, how, did, how did you start building confidence? I started building confidence with trying to find um, like the safest entry point mm. um, to where I could kind of mitigate my, I don't know what I don't know. Right. And, and that for me was to start with turnkey. Yep. <clears throat> um, I didn't, I didn't know how to get an agent. I didn't know all the things. And so a turnkey company sounded appealing to me because they, they do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. Mm -hmm. And as you, as, as you should, you, you are paying kind of a top dollar price because they are doing a lot of that work for you. Sure. Um, but I, I evaluated turnkey companies. I was looking for one with of a, a long-standing history, good mm -hmm. track record. Um, and it was important to me that the property management was connected to mm -hmm. the turnkey provider so for that sure. yeah. all the renovations they were doing, um, they were kind of still on the hook for them yeah. once we were, once we closed. So, yeah. so anyhow, that was kind of my thinking. And I was just looking at their catalog of properties thinking like, okay, I'm just looking at numbers. I don't even, I, nope. I had to like Google a third of the terms on the pro forma because I didn't even know what they meant. Yeah. Um, and so you just start learning that way. <clears throat> and that analysis paralysis, <clears throat> I didn't want to, you just, you just had to, I had to make a decision at some point. So I, I picked the one that I thought would be the best exit, which okay. is like, okay, I'm going to buy like the nicest looking one. Like my wife and I thought it was a pretty home and we thought surely somebody would want to live here if we had to sell it. Okay. And we just, you know, decide we didn't like this thing. So uh, that's, that's kind of how we did it. It's a, it was, you know, as you can imagine, you don't have a lot of confidence 
when you're when you're buying it like that. Um, but fortunately, it was uh, during during the beginning of that process where we had made that decision that um, I had found your book and subsequently heard about your course. And I thought, you know, like for, for the price, I mean, how can yeah. how can you beat it? And I, that's how I feel about it. I I can't believe the yeah. skill of learning your market only costs like two hundred bucks. It's crazy. Yeah. I did that on purpose because I wanted it to be something enough where it, you feel it, but it's not going to break anybody. Um, so I, I'm still keeping it at 200, even though we do live streams and all these other things. So that, that's cool. So you find the course, you, you get it, you jump in and step one is start building an Excel spreadsheet, right? Start learning your market. Yeah. You're like, oh shoot, what am I doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How'd, how'd that feel? Well, it was, it was cool to have kind of the real life experience where I, I was looking at a real property. I was, I was, yeah. I, I was invested and I had emotional connection to and money connected to it. So it, it was uh, extra motivating to go after that zip code. And, yeah. and I, I was, you know, an overachiever. I, I was looking twice a day, nice. updating it twice a day. Uh, so yeah, that was, that was really helpful. And I, I was a little, eager to understand what was happening before yeah. I was able to understand what's happening. Like you can't, I, I like the first week I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't get, get it. it. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Uh, but after, after you're right, like after about a month, it starts to, it just makes sense. Things right? just kind of start to mold into something that you can, you can see trends and you can understand. Yeah. Yeah, that is that. I'm so glad that is true. And, and it, I hear it over and over again, right? People get in, they're really excited. They spend the week and they're like, I don't get it yet. Well, you're not supposed to get it yet. It's been seven days. <laughs> you know, this is a 30, 60, 90 day process. Uh, but it, I promise you, if you keep doing it, and again, it doesn't take a lot of time, right? You were an overachiever twice a day, but still it's, it's 10 or 15 minutes, right? Yeah, totally. It's, I try to spend 30 minutes before work and 30 minutes in the evening. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's not just to like update the spreadsheet no, to learn all the things that I clearly don't understand and try to fill in those gaps. That's yeah. awesome. All right. So, um, so it sounds like you had a property in mind before you got the course. Um, and then you started doing the work and you started to see the picture after 30 days. Uh, where did that property land as far as average, good or great when you kind of started doing your homework. Did it come out on top? Did it come out in the middle? I mean, where was it? Yeah, it came, it came out right about the middle, right okay. about an average deal. And uh, one of the things I, I learned through the process, um, knowing myself is I, I love negotiating. Ah, okay. I, I love being able to talk to someone and figure out how we can create a better deal. Okay. And and that's, that's where probably my, my, my one criticism of the turnkey process yeah. uh, is that there's just not a lot of flexibility to do that. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, we, there were, it was, it started as an average deal and then the coronavirus came Yeah. and, you know, shelter in place, all this, you know, takes over the whole media stream. And, and so I'm freaking out. I'm, I'm, we're like, oh my gosh, this is yeah. like the worst possible timing ever. And I, we just, I, I probably on a daily basis, I was like, how do I get out of this? How do I get out of this? <laughs> um, but we, we stayed, we stayed with it. And uh, there were a couple of, of points along the way due to those circumstances. It delayed our escrow a little bit. Um, things were happening in the lending world where yeah. the rates were being cut and I asked the lender twice at two different times if we could get the rate down and he agreed to it, oh, nice. which was really cool. So I made up a little bit of margin there. Yeah. And, and then the turnkey company was super gracious. They understood it was my first deal. 
Um, and they not only came down to the full appraisal price because it, it appraised for a little bit less than their asking price. Okay. Um, not, I've heard most companies don't do that. Yeah. So it was really cool of them to come down to that number and they threw in stainless steel appliances, um, which was really cool. And the best thing was, cause my greatest fear was how is this thing going to rent if nobody's working? Yeah. You know? And so we had a discussion. They, they had like a 90 day guarantee that after 90 days they'll pay the rent. I was like, Oh man, that's a long time. And so, you know, what's the longest you've ever, yeah. it's ever taken you to do it. They said 45 days. Like, Let's do that. Like, can we, can we do a 45 day guarantee? And they looked into it and did it. So it made cool. me feel good about it. Good. Yeah. And again, you're used again. I love the negotiation aspect. That's one thing you're going to see in the upcoming market for the rest of 2020. I think you're going to have negotiating power, even with turnkey providers, mm. um, because a lot of buyers are just disappearing or, or it's really the financing that's disappearing, right? It's just harder uh, for, you know, investors who have a dozen properties to get that next loan. The first four is still easy. Um, so that's pretty cool. So I didn't even ask what market is this in? So just other people know. Yeah, it's in the Memphis area. Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee, yeah. right? Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, Tennessee. And, and we're specifically in one of the suburbs, outlying suburbs that happens to be just across the border in Mississippi. Ah, okay. Yeah. So um, tell us about the house, you know, square footage, single story, you know, just brag a little bit because it's gorgeous. Here, I'll show you a picture. Yeah. I got right here. They sent, um, they sent a cool little frame to me. You know? Oh, nice. That is a there gorgeous is. house. Yeah, it's so, a three two, fifteen hundred yeah. square feet, two car garage, and I would I would I would I would live in it. Yeah, <laughs> it looks nice. Yeah, and so what is rent like uh, there? What did, what 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 rent are you targeting? Uh, fourteen ninety five, so fifteen hundred bucks. Okay, and the purchase yeah. price was ended up being one seventy. Oh, there you go. Okay, and you came in with a standard thirty year fixed loan, probably with a I'm guessing a low four, maybe high three on it. Yeah, it was a uh, 30 year fixed, 20% down yep. and the rate was 4.375. Yeah, that's what I would figure. Very, very cool. You're going to, that, that's going to be cheap money in here in three or four years when inflation kicks in, you'd be like, score. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. So how do you feel now? So uh, how do you feel about the market? You've, you know, how you spent, what, how many days sort of researching it? Do you feel like you understand it better than you did 45 days ago or so? Definitely. Yeah. And, and like you said, it, it doesn't take too long to update it daily, just a few minutes um, to see what's going on. But I, I feel like I, I actually, one of the questions I have for you is sure. like what, you know, I've done this for probably 45 days, 60 days, okay. um, really just doing kind of the basics of, of what you laid out in your course. What would be like the next two or three things to be looking for when it, in, in terms of learning my market? Yeah. So the next, so what you usually do is you start off with three bedroom, two bath, right? You got to get that base criteria just so other people are keeping up. So that initial list isn't overwhelming, but once you get it and you're sort of there now, you start to expand it. You can go up bedrooms or up square footage or go down. So you're getting a different kind of inventory. So you really have two choices. Do you expand the zip code, but keep the type, right? Three bedroom, two bath, 1500 square feet, and IE another zip code because you'll see differences, right? Just across the water in another state, they'll be different and you get to get the measure. Or do you stay in this location and you go up and down the food chain, right? That's okay. where you'll start to go because you'll see differences, right? Uh, I can't speak to the market you're in, but my market, right? If I did a three bedroom, two bath, like I started, where I started to see a change was 
when I went down in uh, bedrooms, like two bedroom, one bath, I started to see a whole different inventory, right? Three bedroom, two bath is kind of like 1980s and above, right? Because you started having that second bath, that master suite. But when you went down in square footage, you started to get the 1950s, two bedroom, one bath, three bedroom, one bath. Now that was a whole, that was just a eye-opening experience for me because different price points, different rents, different age, that really ABC became important, right? Because a three bedroom, two bath that's 30 years old is usually an A or a B. You go down to the two ones at 909 square feet, you do have some C's that need a full remodel. So that's what you're going to be doing next um, okay. is, is either you like the area and you expand the type or you go, mm -hmm. okay, I'm always going to be a three bedroom, two bath, 1500 square foot ranch guy. And then you'll go to yeah. another zip code. Um, that's okay. what, that's the next step for you. Okay. That, that makes perfect sense. And I think that's kind of naturally what I've, I've started to do. Um, how do you measure that? Cause that look kind of, it seems like a micro, like you're look you're really honing in on one zip code, but you're expanding a little bit. Mm -hmm. How do you, what do you do with kind of like macro trends for your like greater area, like the greater Fresno area? Do you look at some of the big picture trends of what's happening there too? For sure. I look at employment, right? The big, the big, I actually consider it Central Valley because in Fresno is like the heart of the Central Valley, but I look at all of it because it's all tied together. Fresno, just so you know, is very agriculture and distribution based. So those are the things that I'm watching. I'm watching for big lease ups companies coming in like Amazon just came in, Alter Beauty just came in with huge warehouses. Um, and obviously food is important. I think we may have some food deflation short term, but long term that will have some inflation. Um, I do watch for investments. They have a big downtown investment. So that was going really big last year. See who's coming in. There's hundreds of millions of dollars coming in. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the macro trends. Uh, I watch unemployment a little, probably every 90 days because it, it doesn't move a lot, but it might move this time. Um, those are the things that I'm watching. I, I, but again, I, real estate's local, right? I'm, I now look at the entire market for, for single family homes, but I have the 20 years to do that. But in the beginning, it was, all these other things are just interesting data points, but you can always make a choice in your, in your little kind of area. The goal is to know it better than real estate agents. That's, that's what I think. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I like Cause that. you don't, you don't need, cause if you look at, if you start to expand too much, you start getting these extra data points that you're not sure how it ties together and it could just be a lark and it just sends you spinning out of control. Okay. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. So what, so is the plan for this to hold for 30 years? Do you have a, a plan? Yeah. The, the plan is, is buy and hold for a long time. Um, I, I, I don't want to, like, have you heard of the fire movement? I have. Financial independence, retire early. For so sure. I'm, I'm not really on the retire early side of that. I, I just want to spend my time differently. There you, you go. Know, there, there's things that I clearly um, would like to invest my time into. Yeah. And if I'm, you know, handcuffed to a job for the rest of yeah. my life, I can't do that. So I do want to hold these long-term and have them kind yeah. of supplement, replace my income really. That's awesome. So uh, both of us were in a sales career when we started this. Do, do you travel or do you have a, or do you, do you, everybody in sales travels, but is yours by car or by airplane? I mean, how big Mine is it? Mine is by Google Hangouts, Zoom, okay. all the, all the video call. But is that today or is that always? It's always been like oh, that. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So we're a fully remote team and um, very occasionally we'll travel to customer sites. Okay. Um, but we've really, we really kind of are in more of the like 
small, mid-sized business okay. and um, occasionally enterprises. And so yeah. we fly out to those occasionally. That That's what killed me was, I remember being 30 years old when I started this going, I cannot keep doing 100,000 miles a year on airplanes. It was, it was killing me. No, and then the 90 day jobs. stress. Yeah. Oh, not good. All right. So, um, do you already have, uh, you already started to talk about the second one? Yeah. We went under contract like a week ago. Oh. On the second one. <laughs> Look at you. All right. I so t- do you, uh, what are the stats on that one? How did it, how did the second one compare to the first one? You put it in the spreadsheet, you built. It was better. Of I went pretty it great. Is. <laughs> yeah. I picked the one at the top of the list. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> I know. And like you said, it was actually a, it was a different type. It was a, it was a three, one and a half, an uh-huh. older house. And um, one of the, one of my big, one of the big things I learned um, through the course was to try to go after below the median There you go. in terms of home value. And so this first one uh, was the, the median value in my area is 141. Okay. And I bought it 170. Oh, okay. Um, and so this, this one that I'm under contract on, we made an offer, uh, at 85. Nice. And so uh, okay. there'll what be a little it, bit of, what was it listed for first? Let's tell the whole story. So what, what was it listed at? Uh, 90. All right. So it's listed at 90. How long it had been on the market before you made your offer? Uh, about 20 days. Okay. All right. So you came yeah. in at 85 or was that where you negotiated to? I came in at 85 and they accepted at 85, five. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So kind of like okay. a good faith movement. <laughs> yeah. That, I've done that before, right? Yeah. 85 is my top. All right. You want 500 bucks? Fine. Yeah. yeah. That, that way they feel like they won. Yeah, uh, exactly. Okay. So three, you said three, one and a half, right? Mm-hmm. And needs a, sounds like it needs a little bit of um, spit and polish. Yeah. A property, the property manager said you could get this ready for like a thousand bucks. I'll probably put a little bit more into it. Yeah. Uh, home so you'll put in 2,500 or something? Uh, I haven't put the money in yet, but the home inspection came in last night. Um, so we'll, I, I would imagine probably 3000. Okay. Is probably where well, let's be. talk about the home inspection. Anything on there particularly surprising? Uh, the worst thing is that the home has a crawl space Yep. and there is moisture. They didn't put a, a, a moisture barrier. barrier. Yeah. Yeah. So it's created a little bit of, um, mold in certain places. So sure. they okay. replaced the, the floors in one of the rooms to get rid of it. But the inspector said there's a little discoloration in some of the right. floor joists. That and usually in inspections, they give you a price for that. What was, did he give you a bid to address that? No, not yet. He didn't, no, he didn't. Yeah. I didn't ask though. Yeah, well, I tell you what I would do. Again, this is your situation, but I would take that report. I would highlight that section, give that back to the seller and say, hey, fix this before I close or give me a credit. That's what I'd be doing. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And then worst case, they could say no. I mean, that's the worst case. But in this environment with buyers disappearing, I would take this opportunity. This is a real thing, unexpected, right? You didn't check the crawl. It's not like you're, there's a big thing in the industry called retrading where you just lock it up to trade. That's not what this is. You're like, hey, I wouldn't have asked for this, but right here, Mr. Mr. Yeah. Seller, I suggest you fix this or give me, uh, give me a credit to fix it myself. So that would be my first okay. phone call. Cool. Thanks. And I, yeah. And I would always do the big thing. I wouldn't need nickel and dime them all, all the little things, but just take the big one and go, Hey, okay. that's good. Worst case, worst case, except 50%. Right. Okay. That's what I would do. Um, 
but yeah, so that that's cool. So what? And then what did you put in rent for three one and a half? The the first one was fourteen ninety five fifteen hundred. What's this one? You think twelve hundred? This this one would be like nine fifty to nine seventy five somewhere in there. Oh, why the difference? Why the uh, big, it's in big a, difference? Yeah, it's a big difference. Um, this is it's actually pretty hard to get a home for under ninety k sure, in the zip code. Yeah. Um, and it's in the oldest part where. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's kind of the worst part of the zip code. It's a really nice zip code and yep. the area is still pretty nice, but um, it's, it's literally the cheapest homes that's okay. and their oldest. Uh, I so, buy there yeah, all the time. A, okay. Yeah. I'm just, it just surprised me. Right. I guess, I guess it shouldn't surprise me. I mean, I have, I guess I have some stuff in my market. Actually, I just rented one for 1500 where if I had a, actually it's still, it's a one and a half bath though. That does surprise me because I would get 995 for a three one. But that extra half bath usually gets me fifty bucks. But again, I don't know your market, so I'm just using. Un- yeah, me neither. Yeah, yeah. So again, maybe you'll be surprised. Um, I don't know. Have you ever looked at Craigslist or anything to see what other? I mean, you're trusting your property manager at this point. But have you ever had other boots on the ground? Uh, I, I'm asking a couple property managers just to kind of okay get a couple different opinions. Um, and just looking at like websites, Zillow, okay. Trulia, those things. Um, Rentometer seems a little lower than what you actually get Okay. in my zip code. Um, but I haven't looked at Craigslist. I should. Yeah. Just, just see. And again, again, today it'll probably be all over the map because everybody is freaking out by the, the health event we're in. But um, yeah, I think just double checking that as you build the local knowledge, you know, and again, in six months you'll have it, right? Like I could quote you a rent on anything I own today within 25 bucks, but uh, you just need to build that history. That's cool. Yeah. So if you were, uh, you know, coming into this, what, what would you tell somebody new that's had an interest in real estate investing, but doesn't have the confidence? Would you recommend the course? What are they going to get? Tell other folks about how it's helped you uh, move forward. Yeah, totally. I, that's, those are kind of some combos I'm having with friends that, you know, are looking to start building some wealth and, um, you know, investing their money. So I, I talked to them about this and I would, a thousand percent recommend the course. I don't know how you would buy a property without knowing your market. That just sounds terrifying. And, <laughs> yeah. um, and it's crazy what you can learn in 30 days. That's, that's it. Like, yeah, there's, there's, again, I've never promised magic. I don't, there's nothing in the course that is hard. It just takes focus and consistent execution. And then, you know, yeah, yeah focus is important, right? Cause you come into this and there are so many things you could do in real estate. Oh, Airbnb and Burr and, uh, LP, Jeep, you know, general partner, limited partner, mobile homes. Ah, and you just, you don't go anywhere. Right. So totally. Yeah. 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 That's, that's awesome. Completely overwhelming. So that's yeah, a great place to start. Um, I, it's, I've done a lot of research and a lot of listening to podcasts and stuff. And this has by far been the most accessible and what seems to be realistic and down to earth. Um, cool type of instruction. Yeah. Awesome. So. I, I appreciate that. Any other bits of advice or closing comments? Uh, I want to thank you again for doing this on a, on a Saturday. Yeah, of course. No, I, I really appreciate you having me on. Uh, the, the community and the group is so beneficial and uh, I'm really pumped, man. I'll, I'll let you know when I close on number two. I've absolutely posted in the Facebook group uh, yeah. just for students. So thank you very much, man. Yeah. Thanks, Michael. Uh-huh.